I V M I V M Folks, does hearing the words contingency funds and financial planning fill you with fear and nervous sweats? Do you start to dread just thinking about money? Well, worry no further. I'm here to take away all your stats. Hi, I'm Anubam Gupta, B50 on Twitter, and this is the Investverse podcast and investor education initiative by HDFC Mutual Fund. On today's episode, I'll be talking to Varun Dugirala, a man of many talents. Varun is an entrepreneur at heart who started his own company called The Glitch. He's also the host of a podcast called Advertising is Dead and the co-host of another podcast called Think Fast. Recently, Varun has ventured into the world of content creation and has written his very own book, Everything is Out of Syllabus and Instruction Manual for Life. Varun and I will be talking about his creative agency, The Glitch, contingency funds and much more. So, without going any further, let's get into it. Parun, welcome to the show. Thanks for doing this for our listeners. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to see how uh, this is going to go today. Yeah. So, let's start with your relationship with money, Parun, over the years. You know, you started working at MTV all the way to becoming an entrepreneur. Fascinating. What was your relationship with money throughout? If I think back to my time at MTV, I, I started off as an intern with, uh, you know, working and assisting on shows with like a, it's a basic intern salary as they call it. I, I don't think you can ever call intern salary a salary, but started off with that. Um, and then from there on kind of went on to get a job. So then I think my first salary was uh, 12,000 rupees. Um, uh, pre-TDS uh, and uh, <laughs> and I started off with that and and over time kind of grew that uh, I mean I think my my salaried life went from 12,000 and over the years I've worked at Channel V as well where that I think eventually grew to about 20,000 uh, till I quit and start, decided to be an entrepreneur so I think I quit way before the salary part went up um, but it was interesting at least when I think back on that period and how really working with money was for me because it was basically had to take care of rent, had to take care of... I don't think I had a concept of savings uh, because there wasn't much to save um, or to even invest in that sense. You just have your chartered accountant tell you that these are a few things you have to do for <laughs> to make sure that more tax doesn't get cut from your salary. And that's pretty much what I stuck to. But um, I think over the years, kind of have learned a little bit more about what, uh, how to look at um, investments and kind of also look at money in a slightly different sense than just like something you spend. Yeah, and then came the big jump from working to building your own organization. So what what was your experience like building The Glitch? So The Glitch kind of just happened. We didn't set out to start a company. So in 2009, uh, my co-founder Rohit and I, we were both working at Channel V. Rohit and I had studied together uh, previously and we were also flatmates. Uh, we decided to leave music television and start a company to to create content for brands online, which wasn't really a thing in 2009. Um, we didn't really have too many projects. We started with a few projects. I'd say core investment on the company was I borrowed some money from my parents. Um, Roy did the same. We also had a little bit of money we had by then saved up, which wasn't much in hindsight. Um, and we got a few projects in. So I would say the first couple of years was us really doing a lot of production work for brands. But over time, we kind of also kind of grew um, an agency wing because the more we were creating content for brands, the more we were also giving them strategy and everything else. And so eventually what became the largest part of our business was the agency part. And um, by the time we got acquired in 2018, we were um, now from the apartment back then with two of us. We, we were about 300 people when we got acquired in 2018 uh, across two cities. And uh, now we're a far larger team in that sense. We're part of a larger group over the last four or five years. But um, it's been interesting to kind of see and learn things, I think, at every step. 
because we didn't necessarily start with the business plan. We not what you call the classical started a company with a business plan entrepreneurs. We were like we kind of fell into it and we figured our way out as we went through it. What was the the journey on the financial side out here? Right, I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. you started off without a plan, but yeah. what about the financial aspect of things that you probably learned along the way? planning for a rainy day stuff like that. Yeah, so um, that's something we actually had to like I especially had to learn because I looked after the finance side of things for the first many years um I no and being someone who didn't really have as much knowledge on that aspect. So uh for me it was really trying to figure out how to get understanding how basic accounting works, how taxes work. Um eventually brought it to a point where I think kind of built a relationship with a few of the banks to even understand how what money we had in the bank could kind of make us more money while we obviously brought in business um have been fortunate to work with a few banks who have actually helped us with that as well um uh, but more than anything else just to understand how you plan um contingency for a rainy day how do you kind of work towards um making sure that you know if there are ups and downs in business you still are safeguarding people's salaries costs etc that's something i've actually had to learn over the years but uh, to say that i've not made mistakes on that front is uh, would be me lying because i've made many mistakes on that front through that period That's quite interesting, Abhiran. I think um, you know. On that note, I would like to talk about certain financial funds. Actually, that maybe could help our listeners or better prepare companies for um, times of emergency. You spoke about how there are ups and downs in business, and we've got to be prepared for that, right? And I don't know. Maybe this can be handy to you, Abhiran, and our listeners. What do you think? Yeah, for sure. I I love to hear more. Yeah. So, a contingency fund um really important when it comes to building a business. Um, it can help business owners. react to emergency situations with funding so they can at least continue with some normal operations and contingency funds actually also provide business owners with a sense of flexibility where they can pay routine expenditures without facing any disruptions and they're useful not only in terms of emergencies but also help in major business expenditures and you know stuff like replacing all equipment upgrading technology or acquiring any other assets you know since it on the subject What are the different ways that one can actually build a contingency fund? So, Varun investors can consider ultra short term funds, considering they have an investment horizon which is between three to six months, and these schemes typically have moderate interest rate risk. Another option that can be considered are low duration funds, which have a relatively high interest rate risk and a moderate credit risk. And investors with an investment horizon between six to twelve months can consider this. and additionally investing in funds with low duration for contingency funds makes sense as they are relatively less sensitive to changes in yields interest rates and also have lower credit risk this is quite important considering that you want to avoid capital erosion when it comes to your contingency funds um okay so varun what are some things that you learned in your journey as an entrepreneur um i think one of my core learnings has been to kind of really separate uh your business from your personal finance right um i think that's been really core i think good part is even from the early days i feel that we separated the money that we would kind of make and how we would invest into that versus how the business would do that and in many ways it really like it really helps right because you know indexation has a benefit for holding beyond 3 years or you know you can take advantage on tax deductions you can you, know, you can write off business expenses something which i i unfortunately learned a little too late you know it's a huge reason many business owners do this uh, i learned from people who are mentors said why aren't you doing this yet and so i kind of started to follow some of these um as practices um and also kind of like having like a passive income stream with um you know 
with your money especially on the side because um like i mentioned earlier there's going to be uh, ups and downs in business but you got to have a certain level of financial inflow for yourself and uh, that really helps for an entrepreneur especially to have that passive income stream yeah and just revisit that first what varun said was you know um you take advantage of tax deductions and holding periods like if you hold certain instruments for more than 3 years you get indexation benefits and what varun said about writing off business expenses big one you learn that late slightly you said that right i mean yeah. splitting personal and business uh, expenditure what was that experience like um, it's you know at some point you don't realize right you're going to you're going to uh, you look at how you're spending money you're looking at it, it sometimes becomes easier on both sides which you should kind of keep separate is that only if you want to make an expense what is a company expense which is versus what is yours um there are so many benefits you can have by just separating that just from a from how you kind of plan it and structure it but also when you planning contingencies it makes you look at just like how you look at investments and, and taxation etc in a in a very different light because there are different uh for on both ends so, and i think that's one of the core things got to kind of keep in mind yeah and from an entrepreneur's perspective i think it's very easy for them to mix up both expenditures 100 so varun you you spoke about a passive source of income and that can be helpful right so mm-hmm. let's talk about that yeah you know having a passive source of income is basically you know investing through mutual funds for instance um you know it it really helps to have to kind of invest in mutual funds which kind of give you that form of returns in the background like you said you know, it's making money money in the background um that really helps uh, to also kind of have some level of contingency funds for different aspects i mean if you like now i'm a father i have a daughter so there's obviously different kind of contingency fund i look at for her versus what i look at for future for the family versus everything else and i think you got to bucket those up as you go along as more and more of these things kind of come in but i mutual funds have played a big part in in just how i plan for that part in especially on the passive front yeah and because mutual funds actually help you where you can have you know a mutual fund for a certain specific goal and so you can have new, numerous options that cater to diverse financial goals and of course diverse investment horizons right exactly yeah okay um you know the older i grow you know also one of the things i've really been i've, I've actually learned is that it's kind of hard to be an entrepreneur and a parent um because it's and it's been like 5 years since we had our daughter and um, i'd love to hear your thoughts on on how to manage financial stress on on, on that front better and believe me even <laughs> an entrepreneur and a parent yes. there's already stress on your hands so well, you know um i kind of identify with that i've got a 14 year old myself and uh, being a freelancer there's all sort of situations that you have to deal with i'm sure you also identify with yeah. that so here are some thoughts varun and for our listeners of course you know a of course nothing like having a sound financial plan as a first it's the starting point have a sound financial plan then comes selection you need to select the right the appropriate investment products as per your risk appetite right your risk appetite mm. your financial goals and your investment horizon and so good you know it's a good idea to have a financial advisor mm. so that guy can really help you out here then be patient with your investment that is a prerequisite you know just avoid a knee jerk approach that's based on market developments and this is happening therefore i should do this yeah. avoid having that re, you know that reactive knee jerk approach like a financial plan you should have a financial budget you know that avoids impulse buying and we know how powerful impulse buying can yeah. get uh, of course you know track your actual expenditures to see where you stand versus what you've budgeted and that's the way that you can actually cut down your spending you know you start a new month you've got a certain budget in mind and then you track you, know, you spend an actual amount track how does the actual stand versus the budget and that can actually help you cut down your spending 
I'm not such a big fan of the DIY approach. Mm. I really prefer to take the help of an advisor, professional. Mm. Is practically, you know, at at some point of time in the future, it gets a little bit tough to keep a tab uh, on your portfolio on a daily basis, even if you have the knowledge to manage one's portfolio, right? Um, a trusted financial advisor, on the other hand, this guy or woman can not only help you devise that financial plan, but ensure that you actually stick to it because making a financial plan is pointless if you don't stick to it, right? Yeah. That's what the financial advisor can help you, can also guide you with appropriate investment decisions during tough times. And we all know how volatile the markets can get. Mutual funds definitely over direct stocks. You know, stock markets, financial markets um, are really dynamic and uh, Investing in direct stocks without, okay, remember, without sound knowledge and proper research can actually be detrimental to one's portfolio. Don't really know what you're investing in unless you do sound knowledge, you know, you have sound knowledge and you do your research. Then have a disciplined approach to investing. And the SIP is one of the best ways to do this, a systematic investment plan. So you take the SIP route in mutual funds and that can actually help you stay disciplined um, when it comes to investing and benefit from what's called as rupee cost averaging, which is, you know, you're buying units, you buy more units at a lower NAV and you buy lower units at a higher NAV. That's rupee cost averaging in, in simple words. <laughs> I avoid fads like cryptos. God knows I don't understand them. Um, so I avoid that. Um, diversify. Diversification among various asset classes because different asset classes outperform each other at different points of time. So it makes sense to have, you know, to diversify your investments instead of putting all your eggs into one basket. So yeah, they, you know, that's that's what I that's what I say are the tips, and that's what I would tell my listeners. Um, so Varun, how was planning for the future in terms of finance? That's you know, in in terms of money, how has that changed now that you're an entrepreneur and a parent? Um you know, having a child is a big responsibility, right? Um, you know, it involves so many aspects. I, I would say, um, not just financial, but I think your your entire the way you kind of life functions kind of changes entirely. Um, but one of the core things which which I know that we did plan for and have focused on is really plan for education, right? Want to make sure that that fund is is really secure in there. So you know, and as education costs kind of go high, you got to make sure there's you know you account for inflation on that front, and you've saved it with that mindset. And really starting early. Um, I remember that I started saving very early, even much before my daughter was born, and and also like look at some level of financial planning and, and focus because it's, you're doing it for another person. You're doing it for yourself in that sense. Um, and so the earlier you start, the the longer your money goes, you know, going to stay invested um, and kind of helps it grow more in the long term as well. I actually want to ask you as well, um, experts perspective, um, any suggestions uh, when it comes to planning for the future as a parent? Parenting is really tough. Huh? And upon <laughs> that, you put you put financial planning for the goal. Yeah, that's actually, you know, there are products out there that make your life easier as a parent and in mutual funds, especially right? you've got something called solution oriented funds, right? Um, you can. One example is a children's gift fund. Hmm. And you set aside a certain amount in these funds and, you know, mentally it's it just lifts a burden off your head, right? Because you've put that money aside and you have actually committed it, committed that amount of money for your child's higher um, education costs. So I think that is, you know, these solution-oriented funds can actually help you there, Varun. You might want to have a look at that. I definitely will. Okay, that's a wrap. Thanks, Varun. Thanks for coming to the show. And folks, that concludes this episode. We're hoping that the listeners learned something from this really engaging conversation and hope 
they are looking forward to future episodes. Varun, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Today's episode was filled with such enlightening conversations from building contingency funds as an entrepreneur to planning your finances as a parent it had it all. And in the process, we hope we made you a little less stressed and a little more hopeful when it comes to investing. Chime in with your thoughts at HDFC MF and tell us what were some of your important takeaways from this episode. And I will see you on the next episode of Investors, an investor education initiative by HDFC Mutual Fund. For KYC, change of address, investor complaints, redressal, etc. Visit www.hdfcfund.com slash information slash key dash no dash how. Mutual fund investments are subject to market risks. Read all scheme related documents carefully.